All right, well, welcome to the Acre Podcast. Um, glad to have you. This is a unique episode. We're going to talk about uh, the expanding groups ministry here at Fellowship Memphis. And um, today we have Brian McCurry, who is the uh, leader of that ministry area and had a great conversation with him uh, talking about everything from uh, our new DNA groups to our growth groups and to the fellowship groups uh, and exactly how those are differentiated and who would be best to go to each one of those. Uh, it's a good episode. Uh, so stick around. It's only about 20 minutes, but you'll learn a lot and I hope you enjoy. Welcome, Brian McCurry. Welcome to Acre. Thanks, man. <laughs> I've enjoyed the acre. Brian McCurry, folks. So who are you? Uh, Brian McCurry, um, husband of Betsy. Uh, got three kids, Ben, Bailey, Brooke. How old are they? Uh, 16, 14, and 11. Oh, I have here. to do the math. I think that's right. Yeah. You're out of the weeds yeah. of toddlerhood. Different weeds. Different weeds. Different weeds. Yeah. Still weeds. More mental weeds than physical. <laughs> Great kids. No <laughs> complaints at all. Right. Um, well, I think the first thing we need to talk about, how did I do in the fantasy football draft? You did really well. Wow. <laughs> our, our assumption was that you were auto-drafting. You were doing so well, kind of letting the computer do it for you. Wait, what, how do you know I did well? Well, I think the consensus looking at teams uh, was that you did pretty well. Wow. So uh, I got a shot. Yeah. We, we removed, kind of dummy-proofed it a little bit this year. No offense. Yes. Yes. Um, that helped me a lot. Yeah, it helped everybody <laughs> a lot, including myself. Um, but no, it's going to be a fun year. Right. That's always a part of the fun staff. Is there uh, a clear worst connection. team? Yes, but I won't name that resident's name. Just mouth it to me. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> fine. That's great. Fine. All right, well, that's great. So I'm going to dominate fans football. Other than that, other than being the commissioner of the league, what right. do you do at Fellowship? I am interim general manager of the league, just to make note. Brian Crenshaw is the commissioner, officially. I just kind of make it happen. Weren't you commissioner last year? No, I was interim general manager that year, too. Five years running, I've been interim So at what point do you take the interim title away? Uh, Whenever the commissioner gives that to me. So Crenshaw's been commissioner? Yeah. He signs checks, deflects questions about (laughs) concussions, the whole NFL. Wow. You know, the rigmarole. I can see that. But no, so uh, in addition to those things, uh, I give leadership to our groups uh, here at Fellowship Memphis, our classes, a lot of the discipleship that we do Monday through Saturday around here. Right. Okay. So if, if you've been, like if somebody comes in and has been a part of fellowship for a number of years, they know that there's one type of group, right? And it's fellowship groups. Now, why were fellowship groups created? Yeah, fellowship groups have served us well. Uh, We've been kind of living out that ministry for the past five years. And uh, I think the best parts about fellowship groups are an inroads for anybody to connect to community in our church. So those are open groups, meeting around the city for people to get connected with at any time. And then also, uh, those are in some ways missionary teams that serve together around the city uh, to serve others, share the gospel, be a blessing, kind of in that everyday life space for us, which we value that as much as we value what happens on Sunday. And so that's what a fellowship group is. Well, that's you what do. it's done. I mean, I'm a worship leader, so. <laughs> that's right. We're <laughs> totally one two, kidding. We're a one-two punch. Right, exactly. A one-two punch. Exactly. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're I good. do that a lot. No, yeah. and, and I can do the same. 
But um, yeah, so that's what a fellowship group has been and still is. It's meant to be a family on mission that uh, is a place to grow, connect, and serve together around the city. And again, the cool thing about fellowship groups is they're open, and so there's access. And so for those that are looking for connection in our church beyond what happens on a Sunday, a fellowship group is a great place to do that. So we are ramping up the call for people to get involved with the work of fellowship. So as we sort of talk about that coming up, help me understand, I know that a lot of things are changing as far as the the lot of stuff you've been working on um, with the group's model. So walk me through that and then um, explain to me what the importance of each one is, uh, who the typical person would be that would uh, join up into one of these different groups. And then, uh, yeah, just go from there. Yeah, that's great. And so, again, fellowship groups, those are continuing um, in the same way that they have in the past. Uh, those meet all around the city. How big are those? Um, those are usually, I say, 20 to 50 people. And that's, so they can be big. that's kids included. Uh, that's, that's so that we can live out that value of being an extended spiritual family together, um, where young and old can be living in community with one another, different seasons of life. In our, contact, uh, our context, it's uh, racial diversity, socioeconomic diversity, living really as a spiritual family together. And so we want to see that happening all over the city. Are those organized just geographically? Generally, yes. But you're, again, you're welcome to go. Man, if you live in a certain part of town and want to be in one, be a part of a mission somewhere else, or maybe you work downtown or something like that, you can be a part of a fellowship group there. So those are really um, open access is kind of how I describe that. Gotcha. So that's a fellowship group. Uh, we saw an opportunity this past year uh, with newcomers, or we saw an opportunity that we wanted to seize. Uh, we started something around here last fall about this time called Guest Lunch. And I just looked at it last week. We hosted over 300 people church-wide in guest lunch last year. So those are people who were new to our church, new to Memphis. um, Willing to eat uh, with us. Willing to get a free lunch, meet our staff, meet some other ministry leaders. And so that's the opportunity that we saw that we really wanted to seize. And so in that, we felt like, man, what if we could create groups that would really cater towards that newcomer to Fellowship Memphis, and so thus the birth of something called a DNA group, and in that DNA group, what we want to do is two things. One is um, help walk those newcomers through really our church values, the things that we care most about, the things that we're most passionate about, the things that we would say, if you're a if you call Fellowship Memphis home, if you are growing as a disciple at Fellowship Memphis, this is how you begin to do that. Uh, we want to paint that picture very clearly for that newcomer. And then, uh, so that's one part of that. The other part of that is we want, um, we realize that newcomers uh, have a great felt need for friendship. Uh, studies show that that's the number one felt need of a newcomer to a church. Is they're looking, What's a felt need? That's uh, what they want. They're coming to a church, and the thing that they most want above anything else is to find friendship. And so our hope is that in a DNA group, that um, in a DNA group that they are able to find other friends who are in the same season of life, potentially in terms of their engagement with us as, as a church, that they could begin to be friends together. Do you and have to be a member to go through that? 
You don't have to be a member, not at all. Can you be a member? You can be a member to go through that. I've had conversations with folks in the last two weeks of, hey, I just got here. Today was my first Sunday. Can I be in the DNA group? Yes, absolutely. And then I traded a message yesterday with someone who says, man, I'm serving with Fellowship Kids. I've done this, but I've never done a group. Should I be a part of a DNA group? And I'm like, yeah, if you've not done a group with us before, a DNA group would be a great place for you to start in groups with us. So especially for newcomers, that's what we're hoping these DNA groups Newcomers will be. to church and newcomers to groups? Yeah. I think okay. you could think of it both ways. Okay. Um, you know, if you've been around Fellowship Memphis for some time, some of that will be um, probably caught already in terms of what we value. So we talk about five church values, uh, and uh, that would be sort of a measure of who we are as a church. It's our DNA. That's what we call it that. And so, yeah, I was going to ask, why are they called DNA groups? Yeah, it, that's the whole idea, is that each, each person, each organization, each organism has its own DNA. Uh, it's kind of its makeup. And so in that DNA group, we'll share who we are as a church. Again, the things that we're most passionate about. Uh, for us, it's the gospel, pursuing Christ, aligning biblically, loving others, and making disciples. Those five things. And So, so is it a five-week group? It's an eight-week group. We're going to pigtail uh, those groups with some uh, fun group things. And it's a group. It's not a class. It's the like other. Twister? <laughs> no. Okay, no, great. <laughs> Maybe in the kids, uh, the kids' room, wherever the kids are hanging out. Okay, so out. you can bring kids. Yeah. Child care is going to be provided for these DNA groups. Oh, wow. Because okay. we want to, again, make this as uh, lower any hurdles that we can, make this as simple as possible for newcomers to connect with us. And are so, they just in various homes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're still deciding. So we've never done these groups before. Right. And so we're signups are live right now. And so based on the number of signups, that will dictate uh, kind of where we may end up doing that. But regardless, child care will be a part of that. So those are available to go into now. Mm-hmm. You when does that close? Um, DNA groups will start the week of September 17th. And so we've got about three weeks or so from uh, right now until those right. groups will kick off. And again, we'll determine uh, the space needed for those groups. Uh, we all, because we want people to connect with others who are newcomers at Fellowship. We'll do those uh, generally by outpost uh, because we feel like that's going to give those newcomers the best shot at uh, meeting people and befriending people who they're most likely going to spend time with uh, in the same area of town, at the same Sunday outpost, whatever that may be. Yeah. And so we'll determine a location for all those once we uh, see the numbers of how many folks are signing up. Okay. So... That's not the only thing that's changed, right? Right. There's we, more than that? Yeah, so we've expanded groups. We've added uh, DNA groups, and we've also added something called growth groups. And uh, we picked that name because we want people to grow in those groups again. So you called it growth groups? Growth groups, yeah. That, that's... Try to make it as simple as possible. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so what that is, that a growth group is a weekly group for intent- What's DNA? intentional growth and training. DNA is weekly as well. Okay, so they're both weekly. Yeah. Got it. Fellowship group, once a month. DNA group and growth group are weekly. weekly groups. Okay. That's right. And so growth groups are going to, over a semester together, uh, work through one of our, again, one of our key discipleship values. This semester, we're looking at deepening our hearts in the gospel. Uh, we're going to do a study called The Gospel-Centered Life by Thune and Walker. It's one we've done in the past and one that we love. And so we kind of cycle that one through yeah. every, free, every few years. And so that's going to be a weekly group 
intentional growth and training for those that are a part of that. Okay. And then weekly for how long? It'll be nine weeks because the book uh, has nine sessions in it. And okay. so it's really built around that study and it's built to start and stop. It starts after Labor Day. We'll wrap it up before Thanksgiving. Day? September. First week of September. I don't have my phone. Uh, yeah. Second? Can, yeah. I don't know. Ish. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, the first Monday in uh, September. That's, uh, yeah, we'll just say that. <laughs> so the they'll second. start that week? They'll start, um, no, I said uh, growth groups will start uh, September 17th, the week of September 17th. Growth groups? Yeah. DNA groups start? The week of September 17th, same week. They both? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought you said the week is Labor Day. Well, we built these for nine weeks. You asked me about nine weeks. We want them to be nine weeks so that they fit between Labor Day and Thanksgiving. Gotcha. That was the... That was gotcha. That was my bad. You got it. No, thank you. you um, so the growth group, who would be a person that you would say the growth group would be the option for you to go through? Yeah. So the growth group is for someone who has already kind of gotten their orientation with us. Uh, so they've been at fellowship for some period of time. Uh, that kind of moves them past being a part of a DNA group, for example. And they're looking for that weekly um, Bible study, that weekly uh, growth with other people. And Are they so, a certain size? They're generally, I'd say, 10 to 15. And DNA is going to be as many as however many show up yeah. for outpost? Yeah, okay. exactly. We're figuring that out. But you're capping go. growth around 15? Yeah, I okay. think so. That, that, um, that size, kind of that 10 to 15, seems to be ideal for uh, training groups and growth uh, groups, that sort of thing. And so those will specifically fit in that frame. Are those going to be in people's houses? Mm-hmm. They'll be in houses all around the city. We've already got signups from literally Mud Island to Cargerville and everywhere in between. So those signups are live too? Those will be live by the weekend. Okay. Yep. So the weekend of August 27th. Right. Okay. That's right. Um, and can you bring your kids to those? So uh, one unique offering with these growth groups that we've not done in the past, again, I'd already talked about how a fellowship group is an extended family that's meant to be co-ed, kids, everybody included. One unique uh, thing that we're offering with growth, group, growth groups is uh, men's groups, women's groups, and co-ed groups. Okay. And so uh, some of the men's and women's groups, uh, there may be another mom or another dad that might be willing to kind of, hey, I'll I'll watch the kids to let you go to yeah. the growth group. Right. So that'll help uh, with that a little bit. But then uh, we are planning for some um, child care reimbursement for growth groups, for groups that do want to basically hire uh, someone to help take care of the kids if they needed to do that to participate in groups. So that'll happen on site at those groups. Is there an age restriction for those? Um, no, not age restriction. Like if you're um, in F- fellowship student ministry, can you go? I would recommend FSM, uh, so that's a high schooler, middle schooler. Right. They've got really their same version of the things that we're talking about. Their, okay. their groups are D groups. They do a medium-sized thing called the mix. And so, um, yeah, if someone were to ask me that question, which you just did, right. I would recommend uh, that uh, students be a part of that. And then, you know, more adults, I would say college age and up, uh, these growth groups uh, would be a great spot for them. Okay, and you said fellowship groups once a month. They're about thirty people, twenty to fifty. Yeah. Um, so if somebody wants to be a varsity fellowshipper, right? I mean, would that involve 
So somebody could at the same time do a fellowship group and a growth group or a fellowship group and a DNA group. Yeah, that's possible. Okay. Uh, and that's Is it recommended? Yeah, to some degree, I <laughs> okay. think it's, it it is. It'd be fine. Uh that's why we have uh kind of elected this year, this ministry year to only uh uh that fellowship groups are only meeting once a month. And the reason behind that is to allow space for participants of that to also do something like a growth group. Okay. So you could be in a weekly Bible study in our context, we're calling that a growth group. And then once a month you're getting together with this larger kind of spiritual family, uh, smaller than an outpost, but bigger than what a small group is. So if you're already in a fellowship group, you don't have to drop it to do one of these. No, you don't. I okay. mean, as long as the, the day and the time and the schedule and all that logistical stuff works, um, there's no reason to have to drop out of a fellowship group to do that. So you're also over membership, right? Yeah, are you kind of responsible for the I membership build process? The, I help build the car that others drive. Great. How about that? Well, so my question would be, you said the DNA group is perfect for the newcomer, right? So is the DNA group in any sort of way a requirement as a newcomer? Or can no. you get involved with fellowship and membership and all that stuff yeah. outside of the it's DNA It's not group? a requirement for membership. It's just the best way to quickly get integrated into relationships. Absolutely. Okay. I, it's the best way to learn more in a deeper sense who we are as a church, what we care most about, and then connect with other people who are in that same season. Um, you know, when I think about uh, membership, that is, uh, that's something that we kind of work and orchestrate through outposts. And uh, I, would, I would absolutely invite and encourage any new member or someone who's coming on with membership to be a part of a DNA group, but not required for membership. Why, what's the point of church membership? Church membership. I say that provocatively. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it's a great question. Yeah. If somebody was to say, well, McCurry, I go to church every Sunday and I serve in this ministry department and like, what's, why should I be a member? Why is that necessary? Yeah. I think, uh, I think one of the, for me, one of the biggest reasons is, uh, churches, uh, when you look at churches in the new Testament or, uh, admonition towards elders and pastors in the New Testament. Uh, one of the charges that's given to those leaders is to shepherd the flock that God has given to them. And uh, my question would be, how do we know who our flock is if they've not identified themselves as wanting to be a part of that? And so we always have lots and lots of people who are around our ministry, if it's on Sunday or otherwise. And so who is it that God has entru- uh, basically charged us and trusted to us to invest in, to shepherd, to care for, to love, to equip, to mobilize. That's our, that's, in my mind, that's our members. And so um, another way is some of the language that I've already talked about is I, I believe that the church is uh, a gospel-formed family on mission, that the gospel puts us together. Uh, uh, we have the same Heavenly Father, and so that means we're brothers and sisters with one another. And so we're a family. We're a part of a family. And so uh, I, I love your family, Seth. I love my family uniquely and differently than I love your family, for example. What? It's hard to bring your family into it. That's all right. But, I, <laughs> but you, you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, I care for my family differently. I mean, I want to provide, protect, care for, encourage, build up, all those things uniquely different. And so I feel like that family metaphor is really helpful when you think about church and when you think about membership of who is our family, who is it that we are meant to love care for, shepherd, um, equip, all those things that I've already said. So it's almost like a mutual agreement to both give and receive pastoral care 
Yeah, I become think so. Become a part of that covenant. I think family. so. And then, so it's family, but it's also a mission. Um, you know, we are commanded in the Great Commission and other places to make disciples and serve others. Um, and so who is this team that we're working, you know, we're locking arms with, that we're working side by side with to do that? And uh, knowing who is a part of that team and who is not a part of that team is incredibly helpful when we think about, okay, let's go after this cause or let's go love this neighborhood or let's care for um, this need that's around the city. It's basically who, who's on our team to do that. And I think church membership defines that for us as well. Yeah. So who's our family? Uh, who's our mission partners, our ministry partners in a lot of way. And that's, uh, and that's, that's in both direction. I think it's beneficial in both directions on both of those things. Right. It's yeah. not just what can we get out of those people that we would call members, but it's also, man, how can we support you as the church to be that, um, those things in the world that you're in? Yeah. Makes sense. So if somebody wanted to, well, first, if somebody wanted to get involved in any type of group, what's the next step? Yeah, so uh, our uh, sign-ups for all of our groups, because there's a now three different type of types of groups that you can sign up for, that's all going to live online, and uh, that's living online at fellowshipmemphis.org slash groups. And so you can go on there. Uh, again, sign-ups will be live for all three of those this weekend, and uh, someone could go on there and sign up to be a part of a fellowship group, a growth group, or a DNA group. Okay. If somebody wanted to get the ball rolling on membership, what's their first step? Yep. So first step, uh, we always want to invite you to come to one of those guest lunches. Uh, we do those after service at all of our outposts. So are those for people who are also interested in membership that have been here for a while? Yeah. I think okay. if, if it's a great first step towards membership. Okay. Uh, because at that point, if you haven't met your outpost pastor, if you haven't met some other ministry leaders and staff, that's a great place to do Probably that. Want to do that, yeah. And uh, so that's a great first step. And once, uh, once you've done that and heard uh, a little bit more about who we are and what membership means, um, met, again, met some of our ministry leaders, including pastors. And then uh, on our website under, uh, I believe it's Get Connected, there's a connected Get Connected membership there so uh, page. Some, somebody doesn't have to go to a guest launch to get no, the ball rolling. Not required. It's a great first step. It's though. a great first step. Okay. So, um, yeah, so... Under that Get Connected tab on our website, there's a membership form. Fill that out, and that goes to your outpost pastor, and that gets the ball rolling. Cool. So fellowshipmemphis.org backslash groups and fellowshipmemphis.org membership. Yeah, I think it's Get Connected membership or just membership. Um, Cool, man. Well, all that goes live this weekend. Yes. Okay. Well, uh you heard it, folks. If you have any other questions, um, go to those sites that McCurry was talking about. And uh, looking forward to everybody experiencing all the hard work that you've been putting in over the past few months. So, Man, a thanks, lot of man. people. Thanks to shout out to all the leaders that do this, because this wouldn't happen apart from men and women and families and, and uh, lots of people who have a heart for this. So I, I really appreciate them and shout out to them. Yeah, man. It's going to be awesome. Yep. All thanks. right. Thanks, McCurry. Thanks, Seth.